from 1924 when he threw rocks around a canyon down into the modern age he's been a boon companion though many folks have seen him know now none of them have held him or brought a decent hand sample to dr jeffrey meldrum if you're walking through the woods one night and you see a vague footprint Build a mold and cast that bitch, cause it could be a hit. But if you've never seen a Sasquatch, just seek and you will find. Because Bigfoot is a state of mind. Yes, Bigfoot is a state of mind. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hidden Zoo, where every week or so we make fun of an animal that probably doesn't exist. My name is Don, with me as always is Blake. Hey, Don. Hi, Blake. Did you get any new art this week? Uh, any new art? No. Yeah. But I forgot. Uh, I, I screwed up with the, the cover art last week. I said I was going to I was gonna make – was I was going to do Melty Bear as the cover art, and I screwed it up, and it just was the regular one. Um, so I'm going to make the fan art we got before this week's cover art, just in case people didn't see it on social media, and they'll see it when they download this episode. So we can – We should do know. some – spin-off creature feature one episodes yeah just sp- specifically so we could so you could watch prophecy and we could talk about it i think we, it's a great it's i a think great we talked about movie. that last time we recorded <laughs> i know it's yeah it's something that it's a, it's, it's it's a specific genre yes. that i love that just isn't really done anyway like it's kind of done mm-hmm. but it doesn't count when it's all when it's all cgi in my opinion yeah so I think that like the true creature, the, the creature feature that I'm discussing is like maybe like 70s to early 90s, maybe with a lot of practical effects and yeah, fake blood practical and, practical effects yeah. with a either natural or somewhat unnatural a uh, creature. Mm-hmm. Um, have you? Do you have HBO? Yeah. Yeah. Have you started watching uh, um, fucking Raised by Wolves yet? I have it yet. It's it's one of those back burner things where I keep meaning. I think you would really like to it. watch it. It's like, oh, can I be invested in something right now? It's, it's like one part, like uh, Asimov, Arthur C. Clarke sci-fi. One it's songs, song of the songs of distant earth is exactly what it reminded me. Um, of. Well, was the book because remember I told you it's like an Arthur C. Mm-hmm. Clarke story. Yeah, that's yes. the, that was the book. So it's a little bit that it's a little bit classic sci-fi, but then it's it's one part alien. And it's one part body horror, and there's even like J horror mixed in there. So like it's it's <laughs> like every episode something new happens and like shit, wow, this is fucked up. And then there's just weird things, just weird things that are integral to how to like the metaphysics of the world and how the robots work and 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 like the the beliefs of the people on the show that you just kind of have to go, oh okay, you just have to accept that okay, that's how that works, sure, and just go with it, but. It's uh so it's the, it's the the premise I'm thinking of right of where it's colonizing another world and you can't send live people so you just send like frozen embryos and then robots raise that's them That's one half of it okay so there are robots who were raising uh human children but they were one side of a war that wiped out the the entire planet earth and oh, they they got right. there ahead of this uh this religious cult that worships worships like a god they call Sol and Mithras, so it's like obviously pulled pulled from like Roman, uh, like early Roman religion or late Roman religion, whatever. Uh, that's they're like a fundamentalist group, but they're not Christian, and they they dress like 
Well, honestly, their insignia makes them look kind of like King Arthur from Holy Grail with, like, the big sun on his tabard. <laughs> but they all have space mullets. Uh, and <laughs> Let's not go to Camelot. It's a silly, it's a silly place. <laughs> so, yeah, there's it, it's also about the, the, the fucking androids. And one of them, you find out very quickly, is actually a death machine android, too. Do they have robot milk? Yes, they do. They have a lot yes, of robot milk. Of course, they have a robot milk. A shitload of robot milk. <laughs> yeah, and like they'll get injured or like like cut themselves open to look inside, and then the next scene they're just healed over, and they never explain it. It's just like okay, they just they they just heal whatever. <laughs> like, they put them in the back to tank. He just had a he just had a big gash in his in his stomach, but now it's all closed up. He's just that kind a of ro- robot. a robo boo boo. Yeah, a robo a robo robo. In the Arthur C. Clarke story. It's similar where it's, they find, like, science determines when the sun is going to go nova. Mm-hmm. But they have, like, a thousand years to, to <laughs> figure it out. Like, there's time. So they, they everyone, you know, this is where it's the, the optimistic 50s sci-fi, which everyone cooperates. Right. And it's not half the people don't believe in scientists. And the other half don't believe in the sun. And then what are you left with? Yeah. The, the only Clark in this, story in this there, optimistic world, they actually work together to make uh, seed ships that send out that are just, they're just drone ships full of human genetic material, and mm-hmm. then robots raise the babies. Wild soldiers, so they're not much better. Well, so no one's clean, huh? <laughs> yeah, but it's I, it's it's really good. It's really good. I think. Oh, and the well, the source of conflict in the Arthur C. Clarke story is that there's a thriving colony from one of these seed ships. But then Earth was around for long enough that they eventually got the technology to make ships that could take live people places. <laughs> so then they showed sort up of. to invade their own yeah. colony. So, so then there's like a, a ship from Earth that's coming because they need to – they have a, like an ice cone shield. Okay. That's their shield for micro meteorite stuff and space, and space friction. A giant ice cone. They made a big ice shield and cool. so they have to stop and get more water on their way to wherever they're going. And so it's this big fucking deal that like, well, earth culture is going to come fuck up this colony (laughs) that was like planned by science and geniuses. And then a bunch of goobers from earth are going to show up and fuck it all up. (laughs) Okay. um, Let's dig in because this is going to be a long one. I went down a bit of a a rabbit hole (laughs) with this one. So we're, we're a little late with this week's episode because we forgot to record yesterday and there probably isn't going to be one next week. Because my wife and I are going on a long weekend vacation to the Smoky Mountains uh, in Tennessee, where I've I've never been. I've been to Tennessee before. I've been to uh, Rock City in Tennessee a couple of times, which is one of my favorite roadside attraction, you know, weird Americana shit. But I remember going to Asheville several times when I lived in North, when I was a little kid. You mean you mean you mean Nashville? No, Asheville. Yeah, I know. I'm just being a dick. <laughs> okay, um, I didn't know if you knew or not. I've been to Nashville. I've never been to Asheville. I spent a night in Nashville after a concert. Had sushi in Asheville. My brother was living there. Um, but I've never been to the Smoky Mountains and just like spent time in a cabin in the middle of nowhere. I want to say there was a pretty kick-ass cable car, but I can't. I don't remember if that's accurate. Cool. You know, from when I was eight, I yeah. remember all that stuff real well. Yeah, like I, I vaguely remember a cable car in Pittsburgh when I was like ten, but. I don't know if it's still there or not. I can look that up. Asheville. Asheville cable car. You know, like one of those tram things? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
like whatever up, you call like it. Up and down a hill. The Blue Ridge Parkway Mahogany Rock Cable Car. Hell yeah. Okay, yeah, I guess there is one there. That's a really long name for a cable car. At least it's not like the Verizon wireless cable car. Brought to you by Carl's Jr. Yeah. Okay, so because I'm going to Tennessee, I thought I would do uh, a Tennessee cryptid. And there's only one good one. Kenny Rogers. No. I don't know where he's from. I bet he's from California. I... (laughs) I'm just going to hold Hi, on. Hi, it's me, Kenny Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> that will never not make me like, cry laughing. Oh, he's from Texas. <laughs> Ooh, catch a bat. <laughs> Which one's teeth? <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Rogers jackass is one of the funniest things ever committed to video by man. Oh, it's yeah, so fucking good. <laughs> Nobody wins in a dairy challenge. <laughs> They're all just <laughs> pukes it's everywhere. Bad. But his Will Sasso's Kenny Rogers is it's, tops. It's so ridiculous. Always making me laugh. Yeah, it's so hilarious. Uh, it's so I ridiculous. Wa- I watch that a few times a year, and it's like it's one of the few things that makes me laugh every single time I see it. I'm Kenny Rogers, and this is Jackass. And they get, so like, good. actual Steve-O and Wee Man are on one of the Kenny Rogers they did, Yeah, they did it's one just... of them. So if I ever get to meet Will Sasso, I'll be like, hey, man. Please. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Because it's one of the things that will always make me laugh. Like, a lot of people say, hey, Will, can you do your Clinton? And I'm here to say, no. No, Will. Please do your Kenny <laughs> Rogers for me. <laughs> Which, it turns out he's from Texas. Kenny Rogers is from Texas. <laughs> Was from Texas. Oh, yeah. I forgot that the day he died, I watched Kenny Rogers' jackass in his memory. Yep. Give it up. Give it up for Kenny. Pour out a dairy challenge. (laughs) So, uh, this uh, this story takes place in McNary County, Tennessee, uh, which is in the southwest of the Volunteer State. Uh, I do think it's worth noting that when I was looking up the nickname of Tennessee, that's its official nickname, but it has two other nicknames. The Big Bender State and the Butternut State, or it may just be huh. Big Bender and Butternut. I'm not actually sure. Wikipedia was not clear about that like the squash or the color the, i don't know and, I, and i'm not sure what big bender means because it, it, wikipedia said big bender parentheses archaic but like that applies now because like how much of the population is just high on painkillers all the time daniel boone went on a two-week bender there once. <laughs> he so and, now it's the bender he state. and davy crockett drank Asheville dry and crashed the cable car into the courthouse John DiMaggio is it John DiMaggio? Yeah, is he from there? I doubt it. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, McNary County has there are two cities in this entire county. Their names are Finger and Raymer. Finger County, huh? Finger Finger City in McNary County and Raymer, and then there's a town of four hundred odd people, and the name of the town is Guys. Guys? Guys. Okay, guys. Hey, guys. And they all answer because there are only 400 of them. So that's that's the type. It's it's uh, western Tennessee. That's the, the type of area we are we are talking about. There's like 26,000 people in this entire county. Marion, cool. Indiana, the shitty town where I grew up. Or I grew up there. I went to high school there. I grew up in Ohio. Um, 
has like 40,000, maybe 50,000 people. And it's a garbage small town. So it's, a, it's, it's that kind of Appalachian place. Or what, what industry used to be there? Uh, I didn't get that deep into it, unfortunately. Oh, it that wasn't prominent? They yeah. Didn't, um, I, I didn't see the monster at, at the old Let blank. me see. Hold on. Let me see. Um, at the abandoned thing. McNary County, Tennessee. I mean, I looked up kind of what they do currently, which is not a hell of a lot. Consume oxy. Demographics, parks and tracks. Let's just like pick a finger. Finger, Tennessee. City received its name when the townspeople, according to tradition, uh, during a heated discussion over what to name the city, noticed a man's passionate hand gestures. Oh, really? That's a man was an Italian guy was there waving his talking with his hands, which I can say. And the town didn't want to go any further. Like, yes, that finger. What you you want to name it a city hands? Uh, no, (laughs) no. How about two fingers? (laughs) Maybe three. Hmm? I wonder if his passionate hand gesture was just flipping everybody off. They're like, yes, that's it. (laughs) How about we get a pinky in there, too? Hmm? Uh, Other sources suggest the city was named for an early resident, Andrew Jackson. They wanted to go with Fist County. Andrew was too aggressive. (laughs) Andrew Jackson Finger. (laughs) Mr. Finger. I don't like the sound of that at all. That's the only history we have there. What about Raymer? What's the history of Raymer? It was named after the Raymer family. Okay, so I don't know what the fuck industry... Oh, shit. How did I miss this? Um, you know, Walking Tall? The movie? With, uh, yeah, the movie? Yeah, the, the Rock was the, in the remake, yeah. but then there was like a whole trilogy. And that's Stifler, right? Um, was he in that one? I don't, I don't think so. No, that's uh, when we were there in the jungle. Uh, there was, in the 70s, they did a trilogy, I think a trilogy of Walking Tall movies that were all based on uh, a, a sheriff named Buford Pusser, who is this kind of like dirty, hairy in Appalachia motherfucker. He's from McNary <laughs> County. Shit. Yeah. Whenever I get vindictive as a kid, my dad would call me Buford Pusser. <laughs> oh, that's a pretty yeah. It's an old tiny reference. It's like it's a real. It's it's a deep cut. So that's why I know who that is because occasionally my dad makes deep cut pop culture references. Ah, huh. uh, shit. I don't know. That's not like a local. Like I love the local, the local stuff. Where it's like, you better behave or you're going to Yankton. <laughs> Which is, you know, some Sioux Falls lore. But So there are a lot of fossils in McNary County, which is kind of cool. There's a, there's a science center uh, there that is at one of the fossil sites. Well, good. They allow uh, yeah. science in this county? Well, mm, <laughs> I, I, let me see. Coon Creek Science Center, fossils. Uh, well, it doesn't say... It it's tolerated. It doesn't say if they say that the fossils are sixty-five million years old, or if they're just six thousand, and the devil put them there. It doesn't. It's not clear. So they they disagree. They're fossils. So I I can't find out. There, it probably McNary County probably has its own. Yeah, it has a website. I know it does because I was there. Oh, fuck no, McNary. What are you doing? I don't want the web archive of it. I want a real site. Uh, well, whatever. There's probably a history. Actually, you know what? No, I did. I clicked on the history page on their official website, and it was just a gigantic wall of text. And I, like, Ugh. it wasn't broken into paragraphs. So I said, fuck this. And I went to their chamber of commerce because I wanted to see what fun attractions and things they try to do to bring people there. You usually find that on the chamber of commerce website. So, you know what I found? Um, McNary, uh, McNary County 
is home to an annual contest called McNary Idol, a singing contest. And it was unfortunately... Oh, we had that in Spokane. What's the big Yeah, deal? well, fuck you, because you aren't from Tennessee. But you don't have to be from Tennessee to enter in the McNary Idol contest, uh, presumably because the McNary Chamber, Chamber of Commerce is well aware of the propensity for true idledom of the majority of the residents of this county. Mm-hmm. I uh, I wanted to make fun of it. Like I was hoping there were YouTube footage of really bad McNary Idol contestants, and the only one I could find is one girl who competed in it a few times who was actually pretty good. So I didn't want to like play that and pretend she was bad. It was just that just seemed shitty. I already heard Coal Miner's daughter three times. <laughs> Come on. Like I really wanted to just like make fun of a good old boy who was honky talking his way through some mid nineties Garth Brooks song in the city county building of McNary, Tennessee, but. Because uh, <laughs> mid-90s Garth Brooks songs kick fucking ass, Don. <laughs> yeah, there's, no. a reason, there's a reason he adds like nine shows to every city he goes to. <laughs> this He's is... a weird dude who makes country music, but... And then that one time, right. <laughs> that one time he was, what? Not, Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. <laughs> was one of my favorite things Saturday Night Live ever did. Because he had been on, he had been, played himself... On a Mango episode like two, three years before that. And, you know, Chris uh, or Gar- Garth Brooks fell in love with Mango. And so when he came on as Garth, but then Chris Gaines was the musical guest. Was musical guest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Mango had a huge crush on Chris Gaines and, you know, did his show. And then Chris Gaines was waiting to meet him backstage. And so Mango was like all ready to get on Chris Gaines. And Chris Gaines takes the wig off and reveals himself as Garth Brooks and explains that he invented the entire Chris Gaines persona just to get with Mango. That's pretty great. It's like that was like that's a good right. fucking use of that bizarre period of his life. That's a good like writer writer pitch yes. to see if like there's no way the guest is gonna go for this. Yeah, and, and the fact that he was down like, for okay. it, he's like, Oh yeah, sure. It's weird. It's we'll just make it weirder. Why not? So yeah. maybe that's that's his whole deal, is he just has people around him who influence him to make good decisions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be a halfway cool dude. Okay, so, now finally, McNary County is home to tonight's cryptid, the Tennessee Wild Man. Finish that beer. Uh Uh-huh. Because I have a question for you. Good. I would like you to please describe what you think. I'm familiar with the Motor City Madman. I've never heard of the (laughs) Tennessee Tennessee Madman. The Wild Man, not the Madman. Oh, Wild Man. This isn't isn't Mattoon. There's no Mad Gasser here, which... uh, like four that's a reference for like four people probably um you tell by my face i didn't get it <laughs> oh the mad gasser of mattoon i i think i, I kind of want to do an episode about that someday it's not it's not a cryptid but it's a case of interesting mass hysteria but look it up it's kind of neat so um describe to me what you think something called the tennessee wild man might look like uh, a hermit who lives in the woods <laughs> you're um uh not not a garden hermit not a garden hermit, not, like the oh. guy staggering ashore okay. in flying circus. Okay. It's that guy. You're you're not far off. Like that, but not, you know, wet from yeah. the ocean. More wet from filth and the humidity. So you're the you're the description and there there is a picture that does look kind of like an evil version of that, but hairy and also very large. Right, so like uh, that Captain, so Captain Caveman, uh, a little bit like Captain. Well, no, Captain Caveman was like four feet tall. 
He was he was shorter than those sixteen oh, year old right. chicks who hung around with. Shorter than the average bear. Yes, uh, and much dumber than even a sub average bear. Hey, yeah. But he could fly through the air, you know, with his club. He could do that. I, I'm I'm fuzzy on the details. He was also fuzzy because he was the Captain Caveman uh, mythology. He was covered in hair. He was fuzzy. You get it? Yeah, come on, Marvel. Fuck you. Step up to that. Oh, he was he was apparently in that CG Scooby movie. CG Scooby? Yeah, oh, called, huh. called Scoob. It didn't hit theaters because of COVID, but <laughs> they had like a, a whole bunch. How, were... will, how will I know what the Harlem Globetrotters are up to? Well, they might be in the sequel because it, 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 they seem to be trying to build a Hanna-Barbera cinematic universe. <laughs> but, okay. So here's a description. Uh, this is from an old-timey newspaper, the Hagerstown Mail from Hagerstown, Maryland. So uh, the, the story traveled, I guess. Friday, May 5th, 1871, titled The Tennessee Wild Man. The Jackson, Tennessee Whig, of, uh, which must be the paper they're sourcing for this, of the 13th instant says, We learn that between Sobby and Cranesville on what is called Piney in McNary County, a strange and frightful being has been observed for several weeks. He is said to be seven feet high and possessed of great muscular power. His eyes are unusually large and fiery red. His hair hangs in a tangled and matted mess of jet below his waist, and his beard reaches below his middle. His entire body is covered with hair, and his whole aspect is most frightful. He shuns the sight of men, but approaches with wild and horrid screams of delight every woman who is unaccompanied accompanied by a man gross yeah so he he would get me too if he's still around i know it's yeah. time he's really it's really just an ancestor of harvey weinstein yeah that you beat me i was gonna say <laughs> oh uh, an undiscovered wine an undiscovered relative undiscovered weinstein some some appalachian appalachian dude was like are you the tennessee weinstein the tennessee what tennessee weinstein the tennessee wild man you're weinstein well okay the tennessee wild man. i don't know what it is but it says it's a producer <laughs> He sometimes, with great caution, approaches houses, and should he see a man, he runs away with astonishing swiftness, leaping the tallest fences with the ease of a deer, defying alike the pursuit of men and dogs. He has frightened several women by attempting to carry them off, as well as by his horrid aspect, and the whole country around Sobby is in consternation. The citizens are now scouring the woods and are determined either to capture or drive off the monster. <laughs> so... It says it's a non-writing producer. I don't know what that is. Is that good? He had a potted plant and his dick was out. He said he was going to make me a star and then he picked me up over his shoulder and ran away. What year is this Is this beast? 1871. Oh, eighteen seven. Okay, I wasn't listening. I heard 1971. Yeah, no, it was This does not sound like... No. No, 18. Like modern, modern English. This one, this one goes way back. Uh, it, so, but, but here's, uh, so, um, it's 1871. They would print just whatever, right. Whatever came to mind. Cause there were like 17 newspapers all trying to compete for your dollar. It was like, it's like what we have now with clickbait. There was like a, there was a brief period for like 20 years when you could kind of trust the media. And then, then we had the same problem, but online that we had when it, every town had 16 newspapers. I never thought of that before. Huh. Okay, so one more question. Old-timey creature, Midwest, Appalachia, or Appalachia, apparently that's what the people there call it. We've been told wrong our whole lives if you, if you were told Appalachia. Uh, what, what do you think his origin story is? 
Uh, let's see. Uh, this is too early for a circus train. Hmm. But oh, I see you smirking though. Hmm. Like there might be a circus involved. <laughs> <laughs> did the did the circus the circus stagecoach crash in a gulch? So there were trains in the 1870s. Yeah, but in Tennessee, yeah, not maybe not this part of Tennessee. <laughs> but yes, there was a circus involved. <laughs> The, it, it was is, a, fuck it, of course it's a circus. It is said that the Wild Man was a freak show attraction, but it, it broke loose in McNary yes. County, and it's been there ever since. <clears throat> so, <laughs> so here we have one single solitary creature, right? Like it wasn't a family. It didn't. It was. It didn't evolve in that milieu. Like it was from somewhere else. It was at, in the circus. It broke loose and it moved into the woods in McNary County. No breeding population. It was out and about in 1871 or like presumably long enough for a bunch of sightings to happen and then news to make it to Maryland, right? So it's maybe late 1870, whatever. Uh, And then somebody sees it in the 90s and that's it. Okay. Two, two bits of gander. Right. So it lives a very long time. To see the freak. <laughs> it lives for a very yeah, most uh, yeah. most seven plus feet tall humans live over a hundred and thirty years. Yeah, yeah, Yao Ming will see the heat death of the universe. That's the, <laughs> it's just like Shaq will be will be there until the sun goes nova. The taller you are, the longer you live. That's why Robert Wadlow is still alive and did not die of complications from his uh, pituitary disorder. It was the drinking that got Andre the Giant. <laughs> and that's it. He that's would have it. otherwise Only lived that. forever. Yeah, so um, in the mid-90s, after 120 years of I couldn't find shit, like maybe somebody saw him, but I could not find anything, uh, um, he was seen again by a guy named Rob Phillips and his cousin Randy Sparks, which sounds like a porn name, 100%. Randy Sparks? Randy Sparks. <laughs> This week in vivid entertainment news, Randy, Randy, Sparks. Randy Sparks tries to fuck a wild man in Tennessee. <laughs> he fucks his hot stepsister, Ashley Sparks, but it's Ashley with L-E-I-G-H. <laughs> she was masturbating and he walked in and he decided to finish off his stepsister. Today it on Pornhub. all the time. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, so, uh, and... and, and it's not actually. It's not quite true. They actually enter the story in 2015 because that's when Rob, the first time he ever spoke about seeing the beast in around 97 is 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 what I could find. Like he doesn't give an exact date, but one of the sources said 97. So we've got kind of an Albert Osman situation here. Of oh yeah, this totally happened. I just never told yeah. anybody about it. Um, you know, it wasn't uh, financially. You know, yeah. uh, so. No, uh, fuck! I lost the words. Uh, it, was, it wasn't financially it beneficial. It, yes, they're sure attractive. Attract, yes, that's the word I want. It wasn't a financially it, attractive for me to have mentioned this story. It, it in the wasn't 90s. pro-financial for my uh, cryptid t- uh, uh, portfolio. To yeah, so but here's here's buddy was all about in sync at the time, and it just didn't <laughs> seem like a reasonable moment. To yep. bring up the wild man from 1870. Everyone's too busy watching Titanic. 
<laughs> they don't have time for a story about a seven-foot-tall hairy hobo that I saw. I know you're excited about the prequels, but hold on. <laughs> I saw a Wildman. Cool down. You still have to get through the special edition, everybody. <laughs> so, yeah. so um, Rob is the founder of Paranormal Technology Investigations. That was the website I was loading up before. Uh, I'm going to refer to them as PTI from here on out. They have an interesting URL, which is P it's, it's right. It's the abbreviation of PTI Tennessee, which in practice is P tit N. So huh. P tit N dot uh, PTI sounds like something you should be taking antibiotics for. Uh, yeah. Full course though. Don't stop just because you feel better. I mean, once once we get through this, because this is the rabbit hole I went down. Fact of the matter is, there's not a hell of a lot about the Waddle Man because it's been seen like twice, 120 years apart. But this guy and his paranormal investigation crew are are pretty great. Um, but the fact that he's had this since 2000, at least 2003, right? The website says 17 years of paranormal investigation. So assuming it's been updated this year. It goes oh, back at uh, least till 2000. Have, is this a detailed resume? No. No, nothing there is is, is terribly detailed. I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. Um, so here's a guy who has... He, 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 he believes... He, he claims he specializes in, and I quote, or they specialize in, intelligent, residual, poltergeist, and demonic exorcism, spiritual blessings, special prayers, and prayer requests. And... Uh, Helping families return to their homes. So he, he thinks cool. he's literally exercising demons, but he doesn't think anybody will believe him when he talks about the the wild man that he and his porn star cousin saw in the woods. Uh, it's, it's related credibility-wise. Yeah. Um, he didn't mention it to anybody until in 2015 he was contacted by the producers of the show Monsters and Mysteries in America. What I'm saying is, that one. what I'm saying oh, is, he you. made it up. That's what I'm really getting at here. Yeah. Is that he made this shit up a hundred percent completely? I was trying to get on uh, mountain monsters, but uh, they were too. Take what you can get. They're they're a B lister, and I just I, and I'm not quite there yet. I didn't have I didn't have a good enough story for mountain monsters. P PTI is not ready for National Geographic. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now PTI. There, uh, I'm going to send you, uh, I will send it to you on Facebook. I'm going to, I'm going to send you, do you have Facebook open or should I send it in Google? What's easiest for you? Just, I just Google it. All right. Google, to me, I don't have Facebook open. All right. I'm going to do it over here and do that. There you go. P-T-I. P-T-N.com slash classes. <laughs> because they... So, oh, you know what? I didn't even know. Oh, this site is gross. I know it's a fucking Alta Vista site. What did I say? This, this is a, yeah. This is a website from high school. Click okay. Click the on the top uh, uh, bar. Click haunted uh, ghost stories. Oh, I hate it. Where haunting? Yeah, haunted ghost haunted stories. Ghost stories. Tell tell the tell the uh, listeners what you see. Uh, let's see a nice New England. The upper story of a nice New England coastal house with a widow's walk. And how many haunted ghost stories are there? And uh, there's a red moon. And then, let's see, it says ghost stories of actual paranormal events. And then a giant uh, blank space. Yep. 
high quality website and then click pti to go to the homepage to see the right the fuck out of a diablo fan site flickering torch gifts at the top of the page <laughs> yes <laughs> that's such a good description that's a diablo 2 torch right yeah. there yeah this is my this is my build for the druid oh this is this is how you min max the druid is my favorite class Oh, and if you scroll down a little bit, dope barbarian named Beefalo. <laughs> scroll down a little bit. There are evil blinking snake eyes gifts where it says oh, you're not alone. Like seriously, this is some hardcore. And there's a hit counter with a with a skull, a laughing, breathing smoke skull gif at the bottom. This reminds me of my super boss necromancer I had named the Humongous. Yeah. This reminds me of my uh, my Mega Man X fan site I had on AOL homepage in 97. <laughs> yeah, and I had a Bill and Ted fan site, and I was really good at at uh, sprite editing from uh, Super Nintendo stuff. I like make my own Mega Man characters, and I turned Mega Man X into Bill and Ted, and it actually looked really fucking good, and I'm sad I don't still have those files from when I was 13. I do. I love that there's still stuff like this out there. <sighs> so... This makes me so nostalgic for, you know, the know. internet of yore. When it was a, kind of the Wild West. So, like where no um, one knew what they were doing at all, and it was just chaos. The, the first page I sent you to, the classes page, will detail for you. And also, I didn't notice this before. They also call themselves the Paranormal Technology Technology Center for Paranorm- Paranormal Research and Studies. Oh, but if you roll over some of these... Some of these categories, they have oh, yeah, drop-downs. They, they have drop-downs. Oh, I know. I spent a long time on this website. Just just, just don't don't get ahead of me. Hold on. They have an equipment tab. Don't get ahead of me. <laughs> um, don't, don't show me the website and then <laughs> forbid me from looking at it. The equipment tab is just – it's just pictures because like uh, – I'm clicking on it. Yeah. Do it. Do it. And you will just see pictures of thermometers and they have the ghost box. Do you remember when we talked about the oh, ghost box? Ghost equipment. Because the guy – one of the guys at the uh, the Bigfoot thing I went to in Toledo had a ghost box. And, and it turns out it's just a broken radio <laughs> – <laughs> right so they have ghost boxes and they say it's a specially modified radio motherfucker you broke the radio and oh, so it's shit just... they have a dvr yeah you know they what have... that is it's a digital video yeah, recorder they have an They're old records. an old cameras are looking camcorder camcorder with night shot yeah digital maybe. and static cameras electromagnetic field detector Mm-hmm. And then a different, a more differenter electromagnetic field detector. We've got one that looks like a PKE meter. And uh, and the font that they use for the headers of most of their pages is like melty slime words with glowing red. Digital voice recorders that all look like Nokia solid brick phones. Two-way radios that also look like Nokia solid brick phones. This and, is awesome. I, this is so cool. Where the, Do they have a listing for... Fucking Tobin spirit guide. So uh, above infrared thermometer, they have area thermometer. And that looks like a motherfucking multimeter. Like I can't, the picture doesn't get any bigger. Yeah, it does look like a multimeter. That's just a multimeter that they're calling a thermometer. Look at infrared thermometer. Yeah, I have like three of those. Yep. I've got like, (laughs) I've got like three multimeters. IR flashlights. Cool. Awesome. Uh, and tripods. I don't know. I didn't know what those were until I saw them on this website. 
You know, I, I brought it up a second ago. That's the one thing that I really do not like about the original Ghostbusters is that they talk about Tobin's spirit guide. But it's not but a real thing. But we don't get to see it. And it's not only do we not get to see it, like I wanted like a big ass book that like Egon's like mm-hmm. looking at. Mm-hmm. Also, that's not, it's not, it, they talk about like it's a real thing. I know. I got that same impression that it, that it was a thing in the real world they were referencing. I mean, you know, a quote unquote real thing. Yeah. But that would be so awesome if, like, in the 1920s, somebody made a bunch of put a bunch of ghost shit together into a book. I agree. It'd be fucking. It would be amazing. amazing. And then they could reference that in Ghostbusters. And then you look it up, like, oh shit, that's a real thing, kind of. So, um, would you like to, for only 150 dollars, uh, take a paranormal investigator class, one two-hour classroom, one field training, and one field investigation? That sounds like the dumbest night ever. You can... Oh, it's three nights, dude. It's a classroom. Yeah, a classroom, a field training, and investigation. So I assume... It's like $75 a day. I know. Uh, you can learn... How much was that? 150 150 But you got to go to Western Tennessee. It's $50 a day. Or, wait, no. Eastern Tennessee. They're in Jonesboro. Sorry. They're on the east side of the state. They're, they're not in... In, in the same area. They're not in McNary County. Yeah, I would love to go meet a paranormal magic ghost dude in a mm-hmm. place that combines Jones and Burrow. And you get one free paranormal technology t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, oh, all right. Sold. Yeah. So they have a whole, they have a whole page dedicated to protective prayers. Most of which are way too fucking long, but here's, here's one, here's a short one I, I want to read. So they're obviously very steeped in Christianity as the way to deal with ghosts, but it's Appalachia. So Does salt you know. work. Can you put salt or is that they, uh, if they, I, if they said salt anywhere, I didn't see it. Um, I don't know if they watch supernatural or not. I was just going to say, I was like, just watch Supernatural. Yeah, they got some pretty easy solutions. Yeah, you, how you exercise it, you say that thing that Sam says all the time after shooting the ghost with the, with a, with a salt shotgun. But sometimes you just shoot it with magic bullets. Yeah. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our safeguard against the wickedness, schemes, wiles, tricks, and snares of the devil. Restrain him, O God, we humbly pray. And Michael, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast to the feet of true Jesus, Satan, and all the evil spirits prowling about the world, seeking the ruin and destruction of souls. Amen. And this is how you know they don't watch Supernatural, because if they did, they'd know you don't pray to Michael. He's a fucking asshole. So how the hell do you memorize that? Do you tattoo it on your arm? Yes, I don't know. That seems pretty complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you, you, some click on the fucking prayers page. Look at how long some of these things are. It's uh, it's under. It's like what uh, what category is that under? Is that under evidence? I think it's, it's under FY, more and FYI, and then there's protections and prayers. There's an FYI. Yeah. Protection slash prayers. Yep. <laughs> Oh, they use the glow font. Yeah. It's classy. It's, it's magic. Whoa, that's so long. Yep. Prayer for breaking curses, which is super long. Where do you think they they pulled this from? I don't. Their ass? Well, and it's purple on black. Yep. Classy, late 90s. Love um, it. And they also have a page called... Paranormal slash signs slash ampersand slash advice. Also under FYI. So, uh, Ooh, and that's got Halloween font. Yeah. So this is one of my favorite lines here. Recent studies have shown that 90% of non-believers in the paranormal will brush off even the most noticeable signs of paranormal activity as a natural occurrence. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, that sounds all right. Yeah, that's, uh, so, uh, that sounds like I, I assume that everything is natural until <laughs> extraordinary evidence to the contrary comes up. And then they have a section. It's kind of the definition a, of natural. Yeah, it's called peripheral vision. Seeing an object slash shadow at the corner of your eye, then when you turn your head to make eye contact only to discover nothing is there, it's very common. And it's also a very commonly missed piece of paranormal activity that we neglect to realize. <gasps> I, yeah. What? Yeah. 20% out of 100 people, when they do that, they think they're just seeing things. 73% believe it was an insect or catching a glimpse of their own shadow or believe it was possibly an animal or something in the general area where they had just seen it. It's a lot of run-on sentences. 5% believe they may be paranormal, and the 2% were clueless as to what we were asking. So they did this survey. I want to see their methodology for this survey. What's your sample size? As somebody who has done his fair share of legitimate surveys and various jobs in my life, I want to know how they got this data. Is it did, in the same way that I want to know how the, the family feud gets the hundred people? Uh, I don't want to know that at work. They're running it like nine times a day. Now is it the Steve Harvey version? Of course. There's what other version has there ever been? There was a uh, Al Borland hosted it for lies. It's always been Steve Harvey and it will always be Steve Harvey. Okay. All right. In your in your world like a lot of time it's Steve Harvey. So um, in a big in a big loud suit. So I would I would like to listen to some paranormal tech P- PTI EVPs. What do you say? Some what? EVPs, baby. Oh, hey, time out. I got to piss. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. We're going to pause here and pick it back up, which will be a few minutes for you and or us and no time for you. And Black, Blake, Blake is back from taking a piss. It was a good one. Yeah. So you want to hear some EVPs? You don't know what an EVP is? Electronic voice product. Electronic no, voice know. phenomena. I figured it was like ghost bullshit. Yes. So. It's ghost voices. <laughs> So, I really need to know what it means. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this one for you, and we'll see if you can you can hear what they say is there. Where are you standing at? Not that. <laughs> it was like it sounded like a yokel going. Where are you standing at? Yes. Wait till after that. Where are you standing at? Can you show me. Haunting, spooky man. Yeah. Was there uh, was there a, met- a ghost metronome? Uh, let me play it again. And this time, after he talks, I'm going to crank the volume because that's what I had to do when I was looking at this earlier to get anything out of this. Where are you standing at? Can you show me? No. What's like a click? What was, what's the... I'm standing on your shoulder. <laughs> I didn't hear that at all. Okay, what about... <laughs> about this one? We need some kind of help. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure that one came from the ghost box because what the what the ghost box does is you you break the radio so it only spends a split second on each channel and it just constantly scans through all the different channels, all the different uh, frequencies, and that's what that sounds like to me is a radio skipping from frequency to frequency every half second, and they say rapidly tuning an AM radio is what it sounds like. In this one, um, in this one, they they claim. And a bunch after this that the entities keep saying the name Kathy over and over and over again, which is the name of one of their tack. Yep. And then here's this one. There's something breathing. Mm-hmm. They say that something says get out. Oh, I just heard it say Beetle Bailey a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, he's a big fan of classic comic strips, this ghost. <laughs> and a bunch of these have that, that uh, AM radio scanning effect, which is what makes me think that they came from the ghost box. And then there are, let me find the one. Um, the ghost box sounds like something that should be cool. Yeah, but in reality, they just break a radio and then project what they want to hear into it okay so uh, i think this is one of those that's a, like that's a uh, a member of wu-tang that no one knows. oh wait no i'm just thinking of ghostface killer, ghostface never, killer. Mind. Yeah. <laughs> never mind ghost box sounds like a really good b-horror movie and not a broken radio okay so here's what... you say melissa Okay, they say you hear a male saying enough, which you kind of do, right? You say Melissa? Right up here. Enough. You hear that? Except they're scanning uh, through snippets of fucking hey, radio. There's no way to explain that. So it couldn't it couldn't just be a guy on the station you were on who said enough or something that sounded like enough. Right at the time you were yeah. Because that's there's how no way to explain that. That's that's how even broken radios work. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, they they have. I've I've seen a, a my fair share. Listen to my fair share of EVPs over the last ten fifteen years, and these are some of the dumbest fucking ones I have ever heard. Like some of them have literally nothing, and they're like, oh, "Listen to the ghost. You can hear the ghost." No, 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 you can't. There's not shit there. <sighs> um, now uh, before we talk about uh, Randy and Rob meeting the Wild Man. I am going to send you a uh, a picture from their website so you can describe it to the people. Okay, this is on their this is from their evidence section. Evidence. Here we go. Okay. We got some uh, down home Tennessee evidence of uh, official paranormal activity found right here in eastern oh, Tennessee. Messages. This, it says at the bottom, it says, this picture taken, Justin said, feel pressure on my forehead. Wait, this is a, this is a photo? Yeah, infrared. (laughs) This looks kind of like those underwater Loch Ness pictures. Yeah. But but much, much worse. (laughs) Yeah, it looks like an out of focus picture of a, of uh, the screen of a virtual boy. So it's extremely pixelated. And all the pixels are either black or red. Yep. 
And this is, what is this supposed to be? The investigator's forehead and the investigator's nose ridge, which I feel confident just taking their word for it that that is, in fact, that's, that's one of their dudes. But then we just see this kind of squiggle, this red squiggle, and then a red blotch. And uh, it points to arm and wrist. And, okay, that side of the squiggle, if you squint, does look kind of like a blurry hand. But then there's just a little red blob, and it says eye, nose, cloak, slash cape. So what, how is this not just the person whose face is in the photo or in the, you know, thermal image just holding their hand up? How is it not just a random fucking thing that they caught on camera? Like, oh, I don't know. It's, 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 they're, they are among the dumbest of paranormal investigation teams that I've seen. Despite the old-timey charm of their website, this is so fucking dumb. So. Here we go. In the mid-90s, Rob Phillips and Randy Sparks were out in the woods when, and this is what like every every site was quoting from the same article, when everything changed. You ready you to hear his Sparks story? is spelled with an X? Uh, no, unfortunately. Oh, it I should wish. be. Yeah. Well, then he would be, then he'd be like a mid-2000s, like, rap, rock, country guy. <laughs> This is from uh, the Elizabethan Star in uh, presumably Elizabethan, Tennessee. Local man recounts encounter with Tennessee wild men for TV show. Okay. From 2015. And uh, it was like everything in the woods just stopped. There was no sound at all. Then we heard twigs snapping, and then there was this scream. It was like nothing we'd ever heard before. It was not a human sound or an animal sound. Then we took off. So they got separated in the woods. But bu- Bubba, not Bubba, Randy Sparks. Bubba Sparks is the guy <laughs> I was Sparks. referencing before. Um, <laughs> Randy and Rob, uh, they got separated in the woods. And uh, then uh, uh, Phil... Phillips, Rob, found a spot to hide against a tree, and he stayed there because he was too afraid to move or make any noise. Then he heard the sounds of twigs breaking and they, as they were stepped on all around him. Because every time you walk in the woods, you step on twigs. It's like in Indiana Jones when he stepped on the twig, and they knew he was there. Oh, it's crunchy like a fortune cookie. Yes. And uh, the, then the noise stopped. But then he heard it coming from the trees above him. So you can climb a tree without making any noise. And then there are twigs in the canopy of the tree that Uh that you break when you step on them. You know, there are twigs on the ground and then there are other loose twigs in the tree. Yes, I've I've been to the woods, Tom. Yeah, that's how trees work. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so let's see. He stopped. He heard it coming from the trees above him. Then he noticed a large being some 20 feet up a tree and about 15 feet in front of him. I saw it in the tree, and then I saw my cousin, and we took off. We made it to the top of the hill, and it was at the bottom of the hill growling. We ran for the cars and got out of there. He describes the Tennessee wild man as stout and about nine feet tall. It was covered in charcoal gray fur that was neither shaggy nor fine. I don't know what that means. So, Like a poodle, maybe? Like a Lhasa Apso? Or like one of those, maybe it's like one of those dogs with a dreadlock. Irish wolfhound. Yeah, there we go. It was wiry. It was, he was a wire, it was a nine foot tall wire terrier, is what he was. <laughs> uh, it was fur, but more like hair. 
<laughs> I'm not really like hair he's or a, fur. Something he's a hypoallergenic cryptid. So, uh, you know, if you're allergic, he's a, he's a good one to, to have in your backyard. It was a big doodle. <laughs> so doodle squatch. Doodle squatch. Fuck, that's, that's way better. Yeah. <laughs> he said the creature had red beady eyes, really long arms, and long, sharp-looking claws. But it was the wild man's smell that he noticed first. I was always told if you're out in the woods and the smell of death comes to get get out of there, he said. I know what they mean now. That night I smelled a stink like something had died. Smelled like a body that had died and had been left laying out in the sun. Which is, I, I actually thought that was kind of cool because in uh, Devolution or Devolution, however the fuck we pronounce that book, how often <laughs> the squatches smelled of death. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that made me smile a little bit. We knew we had experienced something. We had heard the rumors, but when it actually happened, we knew it wasn't a myth. doesn't feel good to be here, he said, surveying the mountainside. I've been nervous the whole time. This is the first time I've been back. So, Mm. it was was Mm. seen by a bunch of people and attempted to rape women and ran away from men and dogs in the 1870s. And then this guy saw it in the late 90s, and it stunk real bad, climbed a tree, and then just let him go. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's the Tennessee Wild Man. That's, that, that's the whole story. Now, I do have a that's, real it's animal. Inter- it's interesting oh. that there was a 100-year gap. <clears throat> yes, 120 years. Because uh, most of them, it's just like a one-time Right. The really stupid ones, it's a one-time deal. Or and then maybe con- there's one from like five years ago because somebody right. wants to be on YouTube. Or it's it's consistent for decades, right? Mm. Like that, that's why you get like the big five, you know, or however many we want to count on the top cryptids. You know, Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Bigfoot, Nessie, Chupacabra, uh, fucking. Yeti. Yeti. Yeah. But, you know, like, yeah, the, the ones that people have been reporting – since at least the early 20th century. And then you got this one, which just had, uh, just nobody saw him for 120 years, and then he was still there. There was, like... And somebody found some microfiche at his local library. <laughs> there wasn't, as far as I can tell, a Tennessee wild woman that he could fuck and then have, like, a grand, a wild grandchild, like, later on. So it's just this one dude who's, who's 120-plus years old. So my real animal... There are not any interesting primates in Tennessee that I could contrast with a Tennessee wild man. Uh, well, at least not any non-human primates. So my real animal is the Tennessee coal miner. Oh. Yeah. So there's a, there's, you know, a stereotype these days of coal miners as being uneducated, recalcitrant hicks who just really enjoy contributing to global warming and won't change with the times because my daddy died a black lung and his daddy died a black lung and his grandpappy died a black lung. And, um, was it with like the good old days where they're all pinko union organizers? Yes. So like, it's, it's, it's hard, it's hard to argue with there being at least a grain of truth in, in the modern stereotype of, of coal miners. But yeah, you can't forget that back in the day, uh, coal miners in the late 19th century were like some of the biggest contributors to the entire American labor movement. And the they uh, fought the government yes. over it. Yeah. So Tennessee's contribution to this was the Coal Creek War in East Tennessee. It stretched from 1891 to 1892. And the miners involved were not formally part of a union, but they still managed to take part in enormous and at least somewhat effective collective action over the course of about 16 months. So, did they make any Pinkertons disappear? 
There were no Pinkertons that I could find uh, in this it's story. Good, it's good if you can make Pinkertons, Pinkertons disappear. disappear. No, uh, I know the Pinkertons were were involved in a lot of other labor uprisings uh, in in coal country, but I couldn't find them in this case. So arguably, arguably the U.S.'s first private military contractor. Yes, um, and I like don't know if they're the first, but. The they had a, I know of. They had their like detective side, which is what you always think of them as uh, the the Pinkerton Private Detective Agency. But then the other wing of the Pinkertons was the Pinkertons uh, hired cops, like the private cops who kill strikers. Pinkertons. Yeah, who just murder? Yeah, murder union organizers and strikers. Yeah. So, uh, so the uh, Coal County or the Coal Creek War. It started, like I said, in 1891, and uh, Tennessee had elected a bunch of labor-friendly folks to the state legislature and, and to the governorship. And so the coal miners started making some demands. Like, specifically, they uh, no longer wanted to be paid in company scrip. They wanted to be paid in actual fucking legal tender money. money. Right? Yeah. And they wanted to use their own check weighmen, who were the guys who weighed your cart to see how much was in it, which mm-hmm. determined how much you got paid, uh, instead of a company check weighman, because then the that you know that guy is has an incentive to lie that's an interest yeah, in fucking you and and pay you less uh and apparently both of those were already illegal at the time but a lot of mines did it anyway uh, so most of the mining companies were like yeah sure that's fine you know we're <laughs> that's what the law says so if you ask for it i guess we're gonna do it but the tennessee coal mining company said fuck that they closed their operations and they then tried to get all of their members to sign an ironclad contract the one that says you will never join a union or form a union ever so oh so like walmart or amazon exactly like i, I didn't i just learned what an ironclad contract was today and realized i had i have signed at least one of those in my life yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because when I worked at Walmart, they showed you propaganda videos with slick back hair, black suit, black tie, black shirt under his suit, 80s business guys coming in to worm their slimy arms around your shoulders and give you a union card. I know. Uh, gross. Who yeah. wants that, huh? Who? Yeah. Uh, fat cat union gangster those. getting you 40 hours a week and yeah. actual money. So, uh, so the workers refused to sign the ironclad contract and the Tennessee coal mining company brought in convict labor instead. They tore down minor housing to build a stockade. And on July 14th, 1891, organizers from the Knights of Labor, which was uh, one of the labor organizations. It wasn't a union. It was a pro-labor organization fighting for, you know, like you said, eight hour work days and an end to child labor, you know. Uh, well, th- th- obviously unions or exist. Just a labor, union-friendly labor yes. organization. because yeah. obviously unions existed because they tried to get them to sign the anti-union contract. But the Knights of Labor weren't a union. They were union-friendly, right? They, um, so they led 300 armed miners to take over the stockade, which they did. And they put the convicts and all the company men on a train back to Knoxville. This happened multiple times over the next few months, even after the governor sent the state militia in. The miners just kept sacking <laughs> the the stockade and sending everybody on a train back to Knoxville. So they, they called a truce with the company after a while of this. And then the truce ended when the courts upheld the shitty contracts that they worked under. So the uh, miners, the armed miners, then burned two stockades because they had built other ones at that point. They burned them to the ground, released all of the convict laborers, gave them fresh clothing, and said, get out of here and don't do crimes anymore. 
Be on your way, good yeah. sirs. So then they sent in militiamen from western Tennessee uh, who didn't give a fuck about these miners from the eastern Tennessee and were more likely to, to like, shoot them and get violent, which is an interesting parallel to, you know, cops in Portland and Minneapolis and Seattle and L.A. has any relevance. You know, being, being living outside the cities that they police so they don't value the people or the places where they're paid to protect. Um, Even the, the city cops in cities don't live in the fucking city yeah. either you know none of them do they all live in the suburbs live there they live and, somewhere they live an hour away yeah and drive so in. so they they police somebody who is in like in every way that counts they view them as the other right yeah so, they don't they don't yeah. police their own if, neighborhoods if you have been paying attention to the uprising happening right now that's one of the major problems is p- police in, uh, in cities don't give a fuck about the people in the city because they're shitty city people and not yeah. cool country or suburban people like the cops so in 1892, there were multiple armed conflicts, casualties on both sides. Uh, and unfortunately, this is one of the labor uprisings where it didn't end super well for the miners. Uh, the, the state did stop leasing convicts to companies, but not because they realized it was the right thing to do, because they realized that they were spending more money mobilizing the militia than they were making leasing the convicts to the mining companies. <laughs> Uh, the one of the one of the articles I'm gonna I'm gonna post in the further reading section and in, in this uh, the show notes it said it was two hundred thousand uh, dollars a year to mobilize the militia and they were only pulling in seventy five grand from from you know slave from revenue slave labor yeah, essentially from, the, yeah. from their slave because there's that neat uh, loophole in the Thirteenth Amendment where we can still have slavery. It's not like that's still happening. Yeah. Uh, it's not happening to the firefighters in California, the convict laborers with COVID who aren't allowed make to become. Who make up a large yeah. percentage of the wild firefighters. And, and, in California. and part of the reason that the wildfires are so bad is because they all have COVID and they couldn't go fight the fires. At least they finally changed the law so that when these guys get out, they can be real firefighters, which they did recently. Did that, did that get changed? They just got changed a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay, good. Uh, in case you haven't noticed, this is a very pro-labor podcast. Not just this episode, <laughs> but the whole show in general is where our opinions lie. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't have the kind of money to be anti-labor. Yeah. Come on. It's like I do. I like I am management where I work, but I'm I'm a, a guy with a manager after his name with the heart of a laborer. And on the other side, there's there's the white collar child in me who grew up in the suburbs who is like, God, so many working class people are dumb as fuck. <laughs> But they should still have free health care and really good, like, a living wage. Like, I still want them to have a yeah. good life. Um, so uh, a lot uh, – oh, the, uh, they stopped leasing convicts. But what they did end up doing was just buying up a bunch of coal land and just sending the convicts to mine it directly for the state. <laughs> So oh, that's how they solved that particular problem. Around so, like they did that, but and then, so they weren't putting putting existing miners out of work, but still, whatever. And a lot of miners ended up convicted for their actions. Most of them uh, that were convicted just paid fines. Uh, only one person actually sent, uh, spent any time in jail. His name was D.B. Monroe. He was sentenced to seven years, and he ended up only serving two. And here's something else that's totally not relevant to the modern age. He was sentenced to seven years because the media vilified him as an anarchist and an outside agitator who came in to stir shit up with his anarchist beliefs. Oh, man, anarchists. Outside agitators. Because Next thing you know, they'll be uh, killing McKinley. <laughs> pretty soon they will. There'll be haymarket rioting pretty soon, too. 
or maybe that was before this. I don't know. I don't remember exactly when that happened. So yeah, uh, it's it's almost like when they call someone an outside agitator, they're just trying to do it to uh, tar and feather every instance of uh, of violence uprising as not being honest or real. That we just had these anarchists coming in, or and are convincing all these these poor Black Lives Matter folks to be violent. <laughs> so just everybody remember, um, even though this particular uprising did not go so well for the men involved, you have your eight hour workday and your 40 hour work week and your minimum wage and your safety standards and your payment and actual money and your lack of child labor and, uh, et cetera, OSHA. et cetera. And, and OSHA and all of these things. Thanks to, thanks to, uh, organized people in the past who were not afraid to get violent when the situation warranted it. Remember, Thanks, rednecks. Remember, yeah, real rednecks. <laughs> from where the original term comes, comes yeah. from. Not these bullshit rednecks these days who are all bootlicking cop supporters. We're talking the rednecks who shot the militia and invented drag racing so they could get away with bootlegging their alcohol because fuck the police. <laughs> real rednecks. Know, you know, right? like the what ones from Sweden that, that wrote Cotton Eye Joe. Those rednecks. <laughs> that made every middle middle school dance awesome. Fuck yeah, skating parties, Cotton Eye Joe, baby. Listen to Cotton Eye Joe with rollerblades on, playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. <laughs> Shit, yes. Oh, I can't. I really want to work on a '90s, like a late '90s set movie, like a that's the, a that '90s show sort of thing. Is that I, I would really enjoy that. It would be fun. So that's what I got for you. Our real animal is the brave. Eastern Tennessee coal miner, Homo sapiens sapiens colicus. What is Greek for coal? Probably nothing, because I don't think they had it. Nope, they hadn't figured that out yet, idiots. They hadn't dug in the earth and lit it on fire. <laughs> um, oh, okay, no, look, they do have it. Uh, carbuno, that's where car the word carbuncle comes from. Huh, yeah. Gross. Or anthracus, which is where anthracite comes from. Oh, anthracite. From. Yeah. Okay. Anthracus refers to carbon, coal, anthrax. Oh, fuck. They didn't have anthrax in ancient Greece. Fuck you, Google. <laughs> What's killing all my sheep? I don't know. Don't worry about it. <laughs> We're gonna, this, guy's been, uh, this guy's been sentenced to death for corrupting the youth. Send him some anthrax in the Greek mail. <laughs> This is rice, and you fucking idiot. Spartans, lay down your anthrax. <laughs> Persians, come and get it. Uh, then uh, you drop kick someone in a pit. <laughs> so uh, on the Facebook group I'm part of, douche trucks. One of the most common douche trucks is the Molon Labe truck. Which, if you don't Wait, know, what? The, douche. yeah, it's great, dude. Douche trucks, join it. It's, it's wonderful. Uh, if you don't know what Molin Labe means, listeners, it is uh, apocryphally what Leonidas said. It translates as "come and get them," right? Molon Labe, and uh, that's what he he supposedly said, according to uh, Herodotus, who is notoriously full of shit. So he probably didn't actually say that. It's just a badass Arnold Schwarzenegger action movie one-liner. Because yeah, we I wrote it a hundred years later, and it's way better. Yeah. We were we were still obsessed with one-liners, even in like 500 BC, I, I guess. And he didn't, um, he didn't say it's been revoked. Yeah, 
Well, one of my favorite stories about Sparta, which is, again, apocryphal, and they're not nearly as badass as we, we uh, like to think they are. There's a book coming out in September by a, a guy named Mike Cole, who I read some of his books, and they're pretty good, called The, the, the Bronze Lie, that I definitely plan on picking up, which is a detailed breakdown of why they actually fucking sucked. And we just have this, this this badass mythology around them. But anyway, one of my favorite myths of the Spartans is uh, uh, Persians, Macedonians, some motherfuckers, where it sent, sent a letter to a, a Spartan king and it was like, if we conquer you, we will sow your field, or we will salt your fields, kill your men, rape your women, and enslave your children. And the Spartan king just sent back the word if, and they never invaded Sparta. <laughs> So, yeah, like there's a bunch of stories about that. Like there's that, a bunch but... of stories about that that probably aren't true because they were actually kind of shitty. Uh, but uh, well, General McAuliffe really did say that to the, the Germans at Bastogne. What? What's that? Nuts. <laughs> when so, they asked him to surrender and that's all he sent said back. Nuts. Was nuts. Anyway, uh, someone posted a Molin Labe truck and. Uh, my reply to it was I found a picture of uh, of Xerxes from 300, and I put it into a meme generator and just inserted the word, okay. Because never forget, he did, in fact, Molon Labe, and he killed them all. <laughs> Come and get him. All right, we will. You're all dead. We have him now. Goodbye. So uh, any final thoughts? Any, any, any final thoughts about the wild man or uh, communism? Uh, somewhere in between. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I'm really all the way wild man. Or all the way communist? Yeah. So you're, you're really hairy. You're kind of a, a, a hairy, somewhat smelly social Democrat. More of a pink than red, I guess. Okay. Okay. You're a, so you're a pinko. <laughs> you're not a red commie. You're one of the pinkos. You know, this makes me remember the first time Coral. you had me on Spokane, or Spokast, oh. and we invented fifties, fifties uh, guy. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I he don't think we invented that. We just had fun with it. He he uh, he lit his house on fire because he didn't know how to use the oven, and he didn't <laughs> want to call the fire truck because you can't trust them. Those trucks are red. Trucks are red. That's can't. right. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, we're at like an hour ten. I told you this is going to be a bit of a long one. It's pretty long. Yeah, it's a. Next week, again, maybe not, maybe if I feel up to it after we get back. I think we get back Sunday night, and then I have Monday. I took Monday off. So maybe we could do one Monday next week. You All think? right, we'll see, yeah. see if you uh, have any encounters. Yeah. Well, I'm going to bring my new telescope, so I will hopefully encounter Jupiter and Saturn. Dope. Yeah, but probably no wild men. Maybe I'll bring my Sasquatch gun just in case. <laughs> Yeah, you know my Squatchy cannon, the t-shirt, the t-shirt cannon. Yeah, it shoots out sweet Sasquatch-themed uh, apparel. Because we know Bigfoot loves free shit. Everyone loves free shit. Yeah, and Bigfoot is everyone. He's, he's so. in the set of everyone. Correct. So, um, well, everybody, I guess that's it. And I have a new song to play us out with. I want to see that on Bigfoot Hunters. Like we, we're pretty sure Bigfoot loves free shit. So we just fire this t-shirt gun at where we think he's at and see if he comes out and, and retrieves it. Shh, I heard some twigs snapping. Shoot the cannon over there. And they're just like, thunk. 
I mean, it's huge. But it's like, not like it's not one of the hunters. They have a chick in a bikini top shooting shooting the t-shirts towards where they yeah, see Bigfoot. Part is. Of their their hype. They got a cheerleader. They got a they got a squatch hunter squatch a squatch and cheerleader. It's part yes. of our prize patrol. Our Give me an hunters S. Prize patrol. Give me an A. Give me an S. Uh, I'm not hearing enough wood, enough tree drumming. <laughs> and the ninth person who screams bloody murder in the woods will receive a gift card to the Olive Garden. Where do you think that came from? <laughs> Over there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> this is... Getting a free Jumbo Jack with the purchase of anything more than a dollar. Man, being a being a squatcher used to pay more before Clear Channel bought all the Squatch franchises in the country. You know, if Bigfoot scores a goal this period, everyone gets the gets free the coupon. Free coupon, free tacos at Jack in the Box. Yep. Fuck yes, go for it, Bigfoot. All right, for real this time. Here we go. This song is called "Rock Meter" by Alex Gross from the uh, public domain uh, website where I download songs. And play it out. Yeah. It's funky. Does it make you want to fuck? <laughs> Too late. <laughs> you already fucked today? No, you, you can't see what I'm doing right oh. now. <laughs> you can only see my head and like, shoulders. No, it's too late to fuck. Yawn. It's 7.30 Pacific time. I know. I'm an afternoon delight kind of guy. The Tuesday. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm, I'm 38 years old. I can't fuck anymore. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening uh, and uh, and uh, stuff. Uh, we'll see you in maybe a week, probably closer to two weeks. And tell all your friends about us. And uh, don't 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 go to p p p tit and dot com. Actually, do totally go. You need to see the gifts and listen to Don't Fear the Reaper. It's pretty sweet. All right, bye, everybody. Pretty sick jam.